Hey everybody, welcome back to Back to Basic with Danielle Costa. I am, of course, Danielle Costa, obviously, because you're listening to me right now. And I am so excited because this is the first of my basic conversations for this podcast. Now, if you listened to last week's episode, you'll know that a lot of the reason that I started this podcast is because I want to get back to the basics. I want to have good conversations. I want to talk about fun stuff, maybe get a little deep and just forget about the BS of life. And This episode you're about to hear definitely covers all of those things, if I don't say so myself. Uh, This episode is so exciting for me because this is one of my good friends, Christian Turnquist. Now, Christian is a radio DJ extraordinaire in Connecticut. He has been on a bunch of different Connecticut stations, including the one where he and I met. He's been a producer, he's done events, and he currently is a host of a podcast, and he creates content that we listen to. It's a great podcast. Um... I've been on it a few times, so if you want to start with those episodes, you know, I won't object. Um, But yeah, we talk about a lot of stuff. We get a little deep and a little goofy. You know, he talks a lot about his career, about the pressures of his career. Um, We get real about the radio industry, kind of where we see media going as well. And then, you know, we have a very heated debate about pizza. So this really hits a lot of different topics. It's a really fun episode, and I hope it makes you think a little bit. I hope you enjoy and I hope that you are ready to get back to basic with Christian Turnquist. Joining me today is one of my OG radio buddies, Christian Turnquist. <laughs> Wow, that's a great intro right there. I don't know if anybody's ever, never, never, uh, anybody's given me a better intro than that. So, hey, Christian, thank you for being here. Of course, thank you for having me and having me be one of your OG friends. You are one of my OG friends. It's been a while. It's been a wild ride. But Christian, just for the people who don't know you and should, because everyone should, uh, why don't you just tell the people a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, I am 24. I live in Connecticut. I've done radio basically for the last seven years of my life. I've bounced around to different stations, uh, and it's really all that I know how to do. All I know how to do is to talk to people, which is good because Danielle invited me onto her podcast to talk to you, the people. So um, I also host Trivia, which is not really happening right now. Thanks, coronavirus. You can find me at every single bar and restaurant across the state when this whole thing is over, either uh, talking to you or asking questions at you, or I'm on your radio. A little bit about me. A little (laughs) bit about Christian. Um, I think you've been in radio for longer than a lot of people I know, especially at your age. Well, I got in. I went to the Connecticut School of Broadcasting um, right after high school, and I basically, in high school, I knew that I wasn't going to a four-year school. Already knew the career path that I wanted to go in. I did wouldn't suggest anybody do what I did, which was like radio or bust. So don't do that. Like always have a backup plan. So I did that and got my first internship when I was 18 years old. And I worked at a uh, station called KC 101. Those of you in the Connecticut area may be familiar with it. So I got really an appreciation for the jocks there and for the event staff and everything. And you just don't realize how much work goes into running a radio station until you're a part of it. Yeah, that's I've just kind of been bouncing around ever since. So I'm just very happy that I'm still employed in radio because this is this is all I know how to do. It's a hard, hard industry. I mean, we've both been through it, been through the ringer. But um, why do you keep doing it? Why radio? You know, the, the sensible side of me says that I'm a masochist, in all honesty. Like, I'm just a glutton for punishment. 
it's it is a fun job. It's a punishing job. It takes a lot out of you. I mean, it's not like a you know, I'm not digging ditches, but at the same time, it's like, okay, you have to mentally prepare yourself. Hey, I have to do a seven hour shift and I'm going to talk to like a quarter of a million people. And then you amplify that with the amount of people that can actually hear the radio station. And it's up near like a million people. And you just have to really mentally prepare yourself for that every single time you crack the mic. So that's why, to me, it's exhilarating. It's the best job I've ever had. It's one of the only real jobs I've ever had. And I just can't imagine myself doing anything different. It's so much, so much fun, so rewarding to do. And that's why I love it. That's why I keep doing it. So, okay, you touched on something um, that is interesting that I talk to radio people about all the time. But does it freak you out ever that even though you're in a studio alone, you're actually talking to potentially that many people? Because sometimes it, it gets in my head. Um, every single time I crack the mic. Yeah. I think it actually helps in all honesty, because if you just think that, oh, nobody's listening, then you're not as prepared. That's when you make mistakes. That's when you say the wrong thing. That's when you accidentally mess up. If you mentally prepare yourself that, hey, you have a huge audience, people are listening, they are going to hear what you have to say, it makes you a better DJ. And I think it makes you a better personality and a more confident speaker as a whole. So every single time that I crack the mic, I'm always like, okay, I always think there's like 10 million people listening, hanging on to what I have to say, even if that's not entirely true. (laughs) But it's good. It's good to build it up in your head. Yeah, of course. Of course. So when you mess up on air, how do you feel? Um, I still remember the breaks that I've done either when doing a traffic report or doing a regular just shift on any station as an intern. Um, I still remember all the mess ups. I remember the good stuff, but I also remember the bad stuff as well. You, you learn from it. You have to learn from it. I think that's the the biggest thing. You, you have to know, okay, this is what I did is wrong. It's one thing to go, okay, I know what I did was wrong. Another thing is to go, okay, how can I learn from this? How can I become better from this? How can I make sure I never make this mistake again? So I, yeah, I remember all of it and I am my own worst critic. Oh, also there's, there's one thing that I do have to say, uh, know when you're on the air, like know when you're talking into the mic. Yeah. Know when you're recording and know when you're not recording. Cause, uh, it'll burn you both ways. That's my little piece of advice. A hundred percent. And just so everyone knows, even right now, there's like a red dot. Yes. That says recording. Mm-hmm. Just always look up for the mm-hmm. red just dot. Look up for the red dot. If you if you don't see it, do you, then you're okay. But keep looking. Always keep looking. Yeah, but if you're supposed to be on air and it's not there, then that's a problem. I've had I've had uh, moments like that where I think I hit like something on the board mm-hmm. to stop the music or to and nothing happens or the music keeps going and I'm like, oh no, <laughs> <You're> like, uh oh, <laughs> too many buttons. Um, <laughs> it's just there. There's too many buttons and you have to be really coordinated. Radio, I've found, has prepared me for like the unexpected in life. And that might sound so stupid, but like because it's live, like obviously right now we're doing a podcast, it's not live. Mm -hmm. Like I can edit things out. But when you're on the radio, it's going out there. Like everything you say is happening in the moment. And I've learned that like you just got to roll with it. You don't really, you don't really know how long five seconds is until you have five seconds of dead nothing whenever there's a pause in a song or pause in a commercial you realize that because what a radio station is it's just you are always surrounded by something some noise could be music could be imaging could be commercials could be a live remote that you're doing anything the absence of sound is nothing and that's the most terrifying sound to hear and you got to fix it immediately yeah so you 
and I did a remote lunch. Uh, a remote is an event and like Christian was at the event and I was back at the studio and he had to call in and, and do broadcasts from there. And I remember once you came back on, so you were listening and I didn't know you were listening and Billie Eilish was playing. Speaking to what Christian is saying about Dead Air, Billie Eilish, that song has that like weird drop where it just goes silent for like three seconds. Mm-hmm. and I was recording like a Snapchat or something and it just goes silent. And I was like, oh my God, does any other radio person literally have a heart attack? And then I just hear through the board, Christian like laughing. And he was just oh, like, I so heard that. Funny. I was like, do you? And you were like, yeah, sometimes. Because it's that terrifying moment of, did I just break the radio station or is Billie yep. Eilish trying to make me age another 10 years? And that's the other thing that radio, I think, being in radio shows you, um, you gotta be quick on your feet. Improvise. Improvise. Mm-hmm. I've actually thought of taking improv classes because it's just having to be quick and you're giving of me course. a look, but I'm funny. I could be an improv <laughs> I love how you're trying to convince me. I've met you. I know you're funny. You, we did a morning show for like a week together. I, I know. I know we did. <laughs> it, was, it was highly entertaining. Yeah, yeah that's true. I am an entertaining person. Um, and, but, modest. <laughs> and modest. I'm so modest. But I'm just saying, radio has definitely, I think, prepared us both for life in a way that I did not think it would when I first started. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm sure you feel the same way now that you're, you know, so old because you're 24. Oh, yeah. I mean, mentally, I'm like 100. Yeah, radio has aged me. Like I, yeah, it's, it's really bad. Like I get up at three o'clock in the morning to go to my job now. Like I produce a morning show right now, a uh, talk radio show, political show and do fill-ins for different uh, stations. But yeah, oh no, I'm aged. I've been aged. Um, speaking of though, because you have been in morning radio in some capacity for a very long time. Yes. Yes. What are your tips for waking up in the morning? Because mm. I woke up this morning to work out and I wanted to die which sounds dramatic but i am a dramatic person so uh my biggest tip would be don't give in don't give in to the fact that you think you can sleep another five minutes don't give in to the fact that your bed feels super comfy and warm don't give in to the fact that you don't want to get up and do it because quite frankly when i get up in the morning i don't care how much you love your job you don't want to do it i have done morning radio consecutively without a break for about five years it eats away at your soul you just cannot give up the minute you give up is the minute that it just is over. You can't do it. You are mentally out of it. You're not going to have a good day. I love that we're going on about like, oh, radio is so fun and it prepares you for the most. And then now you're like, it's like soul sucking. (laughs) Somebody told me I look 30. I have bags under my eyes. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It aged me, man. Yeah. I'm not even joking. Like not even on some funny stuff. They were That's like, actually so exciting like, as someone who's closer to 30 than you are. You, they were like, oh, did we graduate together? I was like, I don't know. And they were like, when did you graduate? It was like 2014 from high school. And they were like, oh, no, I graduated in like 2009. I'm like, how old do you think I am? They were like 30, 31. I was like, you, sir, have insulted me. Stop robbing me of my youth. Even though radio already did. <laughs> Whenever Christian and I get together, he gets annoyed because I call him a child. And you make references to things that haven't been relevant in 15 years. What the hell is a track phone or whatever you said? Next tech? What did you, what did you say? Nextel. It's I'm a sorry. Nextel phone and it has the bleep bleep. You know what? That's a really good segue because um, half of what we talk about here, we get back to basic, right? And so we're going to talk yeah. about some pop culture things. And um, first of all, I just want to throw it out there. Okay. Nextel is not that old. Sure. 
Sure. So you need to check yourself. Okay, what, what, were they founded when Alexander Graham discovered how the telephone works, or was that after? Was First of all, after. you're throwing history at me, okay? And that's not really my thing. <laughs> a while ago. I'm calling you old. And you know what? Someone the other day thought I was like your age. I don't know how old you are now, to be honest with you. Are you like 27? Ooh, no, thank you. Side note. Uh, Christian has a podcast. So in addition yes. to radio, Christian does do other things, Christian. Yeah, I decided I basically couldn't stop talking and that uh, the world needed to hear more of my voice. So I'm part of a podcast called Maxwell's Magic Hour. No, there's no magic. I, I am also disappointed in the fact that there's no magic. Uh, fun fact, uh, it's all three broadcasters and broadcast professionals, uh, myself, Maxwell McGee, and Alyssa Engdahl, also affectionately known as Pebbles. We host a podcast basically discussing the ins and outs of being a broadcaster and a public figure in this world and kind of react to the um, events that are going on. Um, one episode that I highly recommend, we just sat down with a uh, councilman, Curtis Goodwin, for the city of New London here in Connecticut. And we also sat down with uh, state representative Anthony Nolan, who is actually a f uh, police officer in the New London Police Department, discussing obviously everything going on between... Um, the racist people and the non-racist people. So I highly recommend, uh, definitely check that out. Maxwell's Magic Hour. It's up on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts, I think. Max's website is called maxwellmcgeevoices.com. So thank you for letting me plug that. I appreciate it. <laughs> Your check's in the mail. 0 0.01 cent. Um, it's a really good podcast. Go check it out. And I've been on a few times. Yeah, multiple times. Yeah, because like we said before, I'm entertaining. So um, on that note, uh, you mentioned because you guys do talk about the media and everything, right? Like, and what it is like in this day and age to be in the media, where the media is going, um, especially with COVID, things have definitely shifted. Like we are talking right now through the computer, which I know people did before COVID, but it's just, it's become more. It's amplified. Yeah, it's so, yeah. Much, it's so much more. How have you adjusted and where do you think this will take media? There's two directions that it can go, in my opinion. Um, for the, in terms of people running the radio companies and television companies, I think you're seeing a lot of folks kind of outsource their work to people that have home studios. I think the advantages of having a home studio now are infinitely more. I know this pandemic was the only thing that really set me up with a home studio. This is something that we will have to adapt to again, because you're going to have a situation where companies are not going to want to pay people to come in. If you don't want to come in, and they don't want you to come in like it's a match made in heaven, but you will have to work for it. Like, I think I think having your home studio will be your greatest benefiter. So I can't recommend that enough. So definitely try and do that. And I think that's the direction this is kind of going into is you're going to see less people in the workplace in terms of media, in terms of television in terms of, you know, obviously radio and everything like that, you're going to see a lot less people there and it's going to be a lot of broadcasting from home. And I can see that really taking off in the next couple of months and even years because this ain't going away from what I understand. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And I mean, even like the Today Show and like all those shows are doing it through Zoom, which is what we're yeah. doing it through yeah. now, which is crazy. I haven't seen, I haven't seen my co-hosts of the podcast that I'm on in basically since the pandemic started. Wow, that's crazy. Just like radio, you got to improvise, adapt, overcome. That's it. One of my second favorite sayings. <laughs> so being in radio, what is your goal with all of this? <laughs> I had a goal, uh, and then I got fired by the company that I worked for. So now that goal doesn't exist anymore. Um, I think the goal now, to be honest with you, is survive and just keep it going. 
Because a lot of people that I know or you know just as well as I do and anybody that monitors like the radio industry, this is not an industry that's doing well right now. You have a business where you lay off 3,000 people in a month and like nobody bats an eye. Nobody bats an eye. You have people with 25 years of experience and just gone. Just gone. Just no last day, no nothing. Just tracks blown out, social media taken down, whatever. So the goal now is to survive, to make a living out of this. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to in 10 years, 20 years. If I'm doing, if I'm still doing what I'm doing in 10 years, I consider that a win. And that's my goal. Just be around. Just be around. Honestly, that's though, it. it makes sense. I mean, and that's why you do things like the podcast or trivia or other things because it's related, but nothing obviously beats cracking a microphone in the studio. But it's still... Nice. The world is moving and shifting, so it's still nice to be able to do something and still talk. Of course. And of still course. talk. Um, okay, so just to lighten the mood a little bit, because you kind of went a little dark. I'm sorry, my bad. <laughs> I mean, it's life. We're getting back to the basics. We're talking. Yeah. What a, what a segue. Wow, do they pay you for that? Jeez. Checks in the mail, kid. Um, okay, so I didn't know this about you, but your favorite show is Antiques Roadshow. I love it. I can't get enough of it. I am a huge history guy. Um, I love everything history. It was my favorite subject. I actually wanted to become a history teacher and then I just didn't do that because teaching is very, very hard. Shout out to anybody that's a teacher or in education because I could not teach kids without losing my mind. I don't have a ton of patience like that. Um, Antique Sword Show is my favorite ro- it, my favorite show for two reasons. It's one, it has sentimental value because my grandmother loved that show. She loved like going through uh, garage sales and like metal detecting and basically finding things that were valuable in history. And when she sat down to like research it and watch Antiques Roadshow, I'd always watch with her. And it just kind of stuck with me. It's always it's always a good show, especially when you find like, hey, this, you know, piece of paper is from like the 14th century and like some farmer who hasn't had two nickels to rub to his name, you know, he basically, my cat just opened the door by himself. That's pretty cool. I don't know if you heard that, but <laughs> I just heard. I did, but I just, I just assumed it was a ghost or a demon. So I just let you keep going. Well, it's uh, It was definitely the cat. So now the cat's in here with me. So if you hear a meow, it's not me. It's my cat. No, it's Christian. Yeah, it's definitely me. That's what I do in my spare time. But it's nice. It's just a nice show to see like everybody get their worth of something they thought was worthless. And I just, I love it. It's a, it's a good feeling show. Do you go to flea markets? Do you do that? I used to. I used to go to uh, one in Wallingford, which is in the center of the state here. And I went to one in Danbury called the White Elephant. I think it's called the White Elephant. Um, yeah. Elephant trunk. Elephant trunk. There you go. Yep. That's a huge one. Pre-COVID. Yeah, I was all about that. And I was excited to do it this summer. And that's not happening. Okay. So do you now know what a mimosa is? I do. Um, it's about 90% champagne and like... A drop of orange juice, apparently, from what I understand, if you're having a rough day. <laughs> That's huge, because I remember we talked about it on your podcast when I was first on it years ago, mm-hmm. and you didn't know what a mimosa is. So I honestly I feel no like this is a win. This is a win. Um, but yeah, I'm taking back the term basic, because I think we all have a little basic in us. I think we all love basic things, as, um, as shown by your Antiques Roadshow. And I'm just saying, okay? It's, be- it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I love it, but I'm just right. saying. Um, Go to social media platform, Instagram. I uh, just love see Instagram is one of those things that like it's the least problematic of the social media sites, in my opinion, at least the ones that I follow. It's all just like radio memes and like people that I know. So there's really not a lot of you see the best of people like 
you don't see Facebook, which is just like it's just racist memes at this point. It really is. And and Twitter's just Twitter's just garbage. I mean, Twitter's great for breaking news, but like the news is all bad. Like everything sucks right now. So like if you want to see something decent, go to Instagram, like look at pictures of sunflowers and kittens or whatever and just call it a day. Well, I'm glad you like Instagram because that is uh, the quote unquote basic social media. Um, but you're not really about yeah. getting the perfect Instagram, are you? You're not really like, let me set up this camera. Let me try to get a good one. You have taken some good ones. Yeah, oh, I appreciate that. I always go for the caption rather than the actual photo. I'm not really a big like selfie guy. I mean, I'm a selfie guy when I feel like I deserve to be a selfie guy. Like 90% of the time, I'm not a selfie guy. But like, it's all about what you do, your adventures, the places you go. Like if there's a cute dog, like I take pictures of like golden retrievers or like golden doodles or whatever with their parents permission and like tag their instagram because every dog has an instagram did you know that every dog has an instagram that's basic right there that is that is i know i don't know if i would make an instagram for a dog because i can barely like handle my own right right Uh, like i got enough to worry about right now like i'd start instagrams for my cats but i don't have that kind of time so sorry also like what does a cat instagram like litter like that's gross Uh, yeah probably calvin just screaming at me calvin is my very large uh cat He's actually Michelle, my girlfriend's cat. I have a cat named Cindy, Cindy Clawford. That's amazing. The devil. So they both they both reflect our personalities. Like Cindy's very like high strung and like very clingy and very like loves you or doesn't like you like at all. And Calvin just loves everybody because that's what Michelle is. She's just a very likable person because she's not from the Northeast. So she has actual feelings. They're being re- they're being replaced with rage, though. So it's fine. Oh, so she's learning. Oh, she's definitely learning. Yeah. Yeah. She hates drivers, uh, especially uh, New Yorkers. That's offensive. Drive better. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know if you just you guys just drive bad because you're terrible pizza. But, you know, it's fine. I was just going to say we're about to get into this pizza debate right now. Um, mm mm-hmm. Because anyone who's listening, I would love them to weigh in. Christian thinks that the best pizza is from Connecticut. I don't think I know that. It's proven. It's been pr- there's By multiple who? there's multiple multiple food publications, magazines, authors, books, writers, TV shows, movies, films about how New Haven Pizza in Connecticut is the crown jewel of pizza outside of obviously Italy. That doesn't New York pizza's good. It's second on the list. And that's where it stays, second on the list. What pizza scientists are you following that have released these studies about pizza? What, what is the best way to contact you for this? What, like a review? What, what, what do you want? No, you I don't want anyone to review and write, yeah, she sucks, <laughs> your pizza stars. sucks. <laughs> don't listen to this pizza podcast if you, like, if you like Connecticut pizza. Look, okay, <laughs> I have been to Connecticut pizza places. It's good. I just, I, I mean, aren't you always biased, though, to where you're from? Like, Chicago probably thinks that they have the best pizza. They have the third best pizza. I love deep dish. So to wrap it up, I always like to do some sort of, like, game. For you, we're going to do a basic this or that, and I'm going to have you choose which of these people would call them basic things um, you would choose. Okay? Okay. All right. So iced coffee or hot cocoa? I'm going to go with hot cocoa. I love hot cocoa. I will drink it anytime. I'm not really a big coffee drinker, so I always go for hot cocoa. I don't know how you are in a coffee drinker waking up at 3 a.m. Because I'm literally drinking one right now. (laughs) Which goes with my, it's my brand. It's your brand. It is on point. Yeah, hot cocoa all the way. Uh, Reality TV or Netflix? Netflix shows, I should say, because there is some reality TV on Netflix. Uh, Reality TV. I love 90 Day Fiance. There's couples from Connecticut on there. I have to love it. That's amazing. 
Isn't it so insane try, though? Oh yeah, it's the dumbest thing. Well, the problem is here. I, I don't know how much time you have, but I'll do a little, a, a very quick story. The reason that I'm actually dating my girlfriend is because I met her on a chat site called Omegle, and we didn't date right away. Like I just did it. Yeah, I did it during high school. So like we just like knew each other. I grabbed her, I grabbed her phone number because that's always a good idea. Give your phone number to strangers on the internet. That's fine. Um, and we remained friends for like ten years. I met her when I was like eighth grade freshman, maybe like 2009, 2010. I've known her for a very long time. This premise of like, hey, you have 90 days to get married, like that's not really that outlandish, but like the people meeting each other across the world is like, that's normal. Like I totally get it. But for some, it's like, this is ridiculous. You can't find love, you know, over the internet. I'm like, yeah, I, I totally did that. I totally did that. So Yeah, you're like not, can't relate. Yeah, can't relate. I did that. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, more basic things. <laughs> all right, all right. Legally Blonde or Mean Girls? I've never seen either of those, so I don't know. Wow, okay, there, we're going to stop right now. Legally Blonde's the one with uh, the blonde actress, Cameron D. No, Reese Witherspoon. Is it Reese Witherspoon? I knew I shouldn't have thrown these pop culture ones in because we've had arguments about Christian not knowing movies and singers and clearly Nextel cell phones. So I don't know. Was it a big movie? They made a couple of them, didn't they? The Legally Blonde? They did make a really, really. Did they make a Mean Girls too? All right. You know Mean All Girls. Right. Mean Girls is with Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, just because I've heard of it doesn't mean I've seen it. I don't know. I've never watched the full movie. Okay, but here's my thing, right? These movies are traditionally people call them basic, but they're also classics. They're movies that are in the cultural zeitgeist, and the fact that you don't know classics? Mean Girls. We're throwing that word around pretty liberally today. I think there's a Broadway play. Never heard of it. Okay, there's quotes. Okay, you can't sit with us. That's that just that speaks to my soul. I have no idea. All right, uh, texting somebody or calling somebody on the phone. Calling because I like the sound of my own voice. Side note: Speaking of hearing yourself in your head, this is a fun question I just came up with. I'm improvising. Uh, do you have an internal monologue? Are you one of the people who does? Yeah, I have an internal and an external monologue. Um, if I I have a 40 minute drive to work, and if I'm like mulling something over in my head, I just talk about it to myself. I just weighs the I just weigh the pros and cons of it. Yeah. Oh yeah. If I have like a big thing coming up, for sure. I have an internal monologue. My internal monologue sounds a lot sexier than my external monologue. Because it always sounds better in your head and then you say it and you're like, I should not have said that. So yeah. You know what though? Yeah. A lot of radio people have said the same thing. Like when I if I say that, I'm like, Oh, I talk a lot to myself and every like radio person or someone who talks for a living says, Oh yeah, I do that. Oh too. yeah. Oh, you gotta you gotta make sure it sounds good. I have conversations with other people who aren't there in my head. Right, like win the ar win the argument over from 13 years ago. Yeah, 100%. All right, <laughs> we're going to wrap this up because Christian is uh, like going to come on my podcast. I'm going to make him a million times. Um, okay, Christian, so to wrap it all up, what does basic mean to you? Basic means you're doing the exact same thing. You're following the trend. You're following something just because it's you perceive it to be cool. You're not really breaking the norm. It's just kind of like, oh, this thing is fun. Well, I like doing this thing because I heard everybody else likes doing this thing, even though you may or may not have experienced it for yourself. So that to me is basic. Be Be basic if you want to. It's fun because you get to experience everything that everybody thinks is fun. So, you know, if you want to live like that, live like that. Go nuts, man. I can tell you what to do. Do you think I'm basic? I know we've had this conversation. Do you think I'm basic? You're basic adjacent. You like basic things. I think that's a better thing. I I think you're basic basic adjacent. Try saying that three times fast. Um, because the things that you like are extremely basic, like movies that nobody's seen or the uh, iced coffee thing or, you know, 
you, it's basic. It's just, it's fine. It's, it's a lifestyle. You can live like that. I'm not going to criticize you for it, but you know, basic adjacent. Basic adjacent. That's actually a really nice um, phrase. That'll be a new tagline. Yes. Um, okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. I mean, like I said, I started this podcast because I was taking back the phrase of being basic. Um, and you know what, Christian? Everyone has seen Mean Girls. So I'm just. Okay. I'm going to look at those numbers. I'll text you when it's over and I'll see what's going on with the movie. And if anybody's actually seen it. Uh, Christian, tell the people where they can find you. Plug it in. Okay. So Twitter, I'm not super active on that, but that's something that you can find a lot of my views and opinions and sports things that I talk about. It's at James Turnquist, T-O-R-N-Q-U-I-S-T. It's a tough name to spell because it's Swedish and my ancestors originally had it as a V, but they decided to complicate things when they came over to this country in 1900. So there's that. Um, Instagram as well, Christian Turnquist, Christian like Christianity, I guess, um, and Turnquist, T-U-R-N-Q-U-I-S-T, that is my Instagram, that is the place that I am most social on, feel free to send me a message, like my pictures, it's just photos of cats and places that I've been, and sometimes radio things, and hanging out with friends when that's ever allowed again, so at Christian Turnquist, T-U-R-N-Q-U-I-S-T. Make sure you follow the podcast I'm a part of at Maxwell's Magic Hour. Uh, it's on every single uh, audio listening platform that you could possibly think of because we're good like that. Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. So follow us on that. Hear more of my ramblings. There you go. That's how you plug it in. That's how you get people to find you. Thank you, Christian, for joining us. You're welcome. I'm joining me. (laughs) Joining us and the people inside your head. I'm glad I could be a part of this. I really did. Whenever you want me back on, just let me know and uh, I will be here because I have a home studio and you can literally just call me and be like, hey, talk to me for an hour. Like, done. Let's go. Let's make it happen. It's going to happen because I need friends. So. Good. I got you. Let's go. Let's make it. I'll, I'll give you a full recap of Mean Girls if you want. I like that future episode that? coming. Yes, forcing Christian to watch a traditionally basic movie. I love it. This has been fun. Whenever you want, I'll be. I'll, I'll come back. Sounds good. Thank you. 